Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And that! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Board. Great to have you here as we make our way into the conversation on a Wednesday. Is it a Wednesday? Man, it's just blurring together here. Been a busy past four months or so as we've gotten ourselves comfy in some new digs. Had to build the studio. Got to start by building the studio, okay? Has to build from the ground up, and it's got to be built the right way. And I'm not even sure what that means, but I'm looking around right now, and I'm thinking that this is something close to where we want it to be. Hopefully the program is too, as we continue to bring it to you live. Northwest Arkansas's go-to sports talk show of choice for, I don't know, the last 12 plus years. JB in the morning is helping you get your day started. And if you found the new dicks, if you found the right path, the righteous path to the real NWA JB, thanks for going on that journey with us. Onward and upward, right? Onward and upward. How's your morning looking? How's your day? We are, what, two and a half weeks out from Christmas, so it feels like we're in the season. I can say happy holidays, and people say it back. It's a good thing. Be a little nicer to each other. Not a terrible idea. Life is hard. I know we bust chops a lot on this show and give each other a hard time. It's part of the part of the agenda on the program, right? But it's affectionate hard times that we're giving to each other. Well, well, well. Basketball around the corner on the Saturday post games. We are going to be live this Saturday. We'll throw you our second bonus edition of the People's Post Game for Hoops. We did one after the Purdue Saturday game, and we'll do one after the Oklahoma deal coming up on Saturday evening. So what game is at three o'clock between Arkansas and Oklahoma? At the BOK Center, one of my favorite arenas. I don't just say that because it's you know, the most uh, local, call it local, it's Tulsa, most local big one. But it's really nice. Seen a lot of great concerts there. I've been to the first two rounds of the Crimson and Cardinal and Clover Classic or whatever they're calling it. And um, I guess this is the last round. So game three, two years ago, Oklahoma to blow out. Last year, Arkansas had a lopsided affair. And now we get round three coming up on Saturday, three o'clock. If you're making the 110-mile drive west from Fayetteville to this game, it's an hour and 45 minutes if you follow the speed limits. Maine, can you book it across the Cherokee Turnpike there? I think they lift that speed limit up to, is it 80? I think they do. So you know me, I'm going a few over. But hey, look, there's, there's, there's a wiggle room, I think. You do it at your own volition. Don't cite me when you're trying to get out of that speeding ticket. Um, if you're not going to the game, as most people are not. ESPN 2. The Deuce. ESPN 2 for the broadcast. 
coming up on Saturday afternoon. And then we will have the People's Post Game Show. We'll go live at 5 o'clock, just a few minutes after the game wraps up. I think that's been a pretty special thing this year. It certainly was a blast during football season. Even if so many of the shows were after L's, just being able to be on the air, you know, 10, 12 minutes after the game, what a feeling where local radio, you know, is blocked out for two hours and nobody gets to uh, crack the commercial inventory. They're courtesy IMG and the Kremlin or whatever. Uh, that's fine. But we're here live with you right after these games. Basketball, Saturday evening, people's postgame show number two for hoops. We got 12 conference bad boys coming your way. All sold out on the inventory for that. So when you look up here in a few weeks and we flip the calendar to 2024 after a Christmas break for a week at the end of the year, man, do we need a week off right now? Um, we'll come back around and you'll hear a lot of new voices and companies and, and, and names. And I just ask you very kindly to continue to support local. Like I know so many y'all do certainly if you're here supporting this show in any way, shape or form and heck just by listening, you're supporting 50,000 plus of y'all have found this thing in the first three and a half months. That says something. I don't know what it's not a million people, but it's something and I think good local sports talk content matters. And certainly so does good local business in whatever field your company is in. So um, onward and upward, like I said. And hopefully Arkansas can take care of business on Saturday. And by the time we're streaming our people's postgame show live here on the Podbean and on YouTube, you get a look inside the Bunker studio. Hopefully we're talking about Arkansas winning the rubber match of this three-game tilt with OU. Eric Musselman and Porter Mosier know each other well in addition. Uh, each one with a win against the other in their previous stops at Loyola and Nevada. And one and one so far, Arkansas and Oklahoma. We'll see if the Hogs can build off of their performance against Duke and then Furman and having Tremont Mark back, even if it was off the bench. Great to see this team with its full complement of players and looking forward to the game. Coming up on Saturday for hoops. Meanwhile, there's football and the transfer portal has swung wide open. I mean, you can step into this thing and it's like teleporting to another dimension, at least another program, at least another team. Rocket Sanders, the latest Razorback. A little bit of a surprise to me. I don't know about you, but I thought Rocket was. Bound for the NFL, likely done with the college game. And the way he was managed this year by himself and the people around him, you had to come to that kind of assumption or something close to it. But now Rocket Sanders making it public yesterday that he is going to continue his college career, but not at Arkansas, into the transfer portal. Say it ain't so, Rocket. And yet, at the same time, tell me it's not the absolute 100% truth of the moment, is that you've got to be able to find this thing and be able to make it happen wherever you are and however you're doing it. And Rocket Sanders, if he wants to continue to play college football somewhere else, then you're going to deal with it. Then you're going to do it. And you're going to watch him go play for LSU or Texas. You're going to go watch him play somewhere else, and it's going to drive you kind of crazy. But that's the name of the game that we are in. You go where the suitor has the most money. You go 
where the individuals are valued more. And for whatever reason right now at Arkansas, the NIL money might not be there. The depth chart situation isn't how somebody likes it. I don't know. But whatever you have going on behind the scenes, Rocket Sanders really didn't seem like he wanted to be a part of it last year. And now obviously he's not going to be a part of it going forward this year either. Announcing yesterday, he is into the transfer portal. And so we find ourselves bemoaning the fact that it never really clicked for him here. And there was not a more highly touted returning running back at Arkansas than Rocket Sanders. And not for a long time either. Absolutely not for a long time either. And as this thing played out, I think some had, myself included, visions of him reaching the heights consistently of the previous number five. You can't tell me there wasn't a little bit of Darren McFadden in the way Rocket Sanders attacked, in the way he rushed the football. And the season he had, not this previous year, not 2023, but a year ago, 1,443 yards, six and a half yards per carry. Those are Darren McFadden-esque numbers. Almost blasphemous to reach to those heights at those levels, but you have to because that's how good he was. 1,443 yards rushing, also receiving 271 yards on 28 catches. Put those together. I'm not great at math, though maybe a little better than I let on 1714 yards of offense out of Rocket Sanders in 2022. And that was for a six win Razorback team. The year before, as a freshman, 578 yards, 5.1 per carry. Man, uh, Rocket Sanders went off a cliff this year, went straight off a cliff into the Grand Canyon production wise. You saw this thing absolutely collapse that is unbelievable 2097 yards rushing for rock in his career and yet it doesn't feel like it went to where you thought it would go and it rarely does nothing is a sure thing in this life but how about it 26 carries for 76 yards those are amateur hour running back numbers four catches for 32 and now what are you going to get? You're going to get a million and one folks out there on the social media telling you how Rocket Sanders is their favorite player and they brought their, their kid in number five jersey for Christmas and they wish him well and he's the best and all this stuff. Look, it's nice that you get crushes on these guys for a year or two, but I go back to rooting for the jersey oftentimes more than I do the players, especially in pro sports because the turnover there. The, the transition between teams and all the rest of it is so significant on the regular. But I, I think you reach the spot where you move it forward and you just have to be a little bit more grown up about it. It's um, you don't know these players very well. They're not committed to you like you wish they were. Oh, but he took a picture with me. Oh, but he said I was really nice and Merry Christmas. That's I encourage that behavior this time of year. But don't go out there and tell, oh, this is a great young man, and yada, yada, yada. I'm seeing a lot of that. You don't know Rocket Sanders. Um, by all accounts, he's a decent guy. I mean, I've had a chance to interview him a couple times. I don't know him as a person. And, you know, this is a guy who really wasn't on the field for his team this year. Let me be the guy who criticizes that. 76 yards rushing for Rocket Sanders on 26 carries. 
That is putrid. That is not going to get the job done. And the talk during the season was the doctors thought he was fine. Remember early on, he played in the garbage opener against Western Carolina, and then he was out for the trash game against Kent State. Two games that Arkansas struggled badly in, mind you. Very bad performances by Arkansas in those games. Uh, They won them both. But Rocket played in the first game, did not play in the second game. And the rest of the way, it was kind of like a Nick Smith deal to evoke the basketball headache that we dealt with, the ongoing migraine throughout the season last year. He was in and out of the lineup over and over again. No consistency. And you never got a straight medical diagnosis. Remember that with Nick Smith, it was a it was a strained knee, right? It was knee management. I'm sorry. I was wrong there. It was knee management. I don't know what the hell knee management is, but it was knee management in quotations. And then with Rocket Sanders this year, it was very similar. It was knee, what do they call it? Tendinitis. You know what that is? A sore knee. Welcome to life every day. You would think running backs live with sore knees. But Rocket, in and out of the lineup. You barely saw him this year when he played in the Texas A&M game. He had a couple of big runs, but I think he was too big this year. I think he was too chunkadelic. He took a page out of Carmelo Anthony's book is what he did. And um, man, I'll tell you what, um, Carmelo Anthony got pretty big for a while there. And it definitely cut down on his, on his first step left and right. Rocket Sanders, I think it took a little bit of the wind out of his sails carrying the extra bulk, the extra 20, 25 pounds of cheeseburgers and chicken wings and whatever else, you know? That was a lot of eating that he put on to add that extra weight. And I don't think looking at Rocket Sanders, that was uh, protein shakes. I don't think that was, you know, eating a lot of kale. No, they chunked them up. And who's they? I mean, it's the Razorback staff. They thought he'd be more effective at a higher weight. Well, then it hurts your knees and your ankles and you're not, you know, the same person. You ask any nutritionist, and I'm not one of them, but you ask any nutritionist person out there working in the personal training field, what the most important thing is to change your physique. It's it's what you eat. It's what you ingest. That is what you become more or less physically. And so, um, yeah, it just didn't work for Rocket at the higher weight level. He couldn't tote the rock with the same kind of quicks. He certainly couldn't stay on the field. And when he was out there, uh, he was kind of a sitting duck. So what does this tell me yesterday? This stunner of a story last night, Rocket Sanders announcing his intentions not to go pro, not to go pro, but to continue college football. I mean, there are a lot of takeaways. I think one that has to be mentioned as well is I don't think he was getting the feedback right now that he needed to get to go and be a draftable NFL running back. I just don't think so. And for a guy who was, you know, maybe second, third round grade last year would have been, you know, if he could have gone pro, maybe he could have, was he three years out of high school, only two years playing, but whatever the case, um, I don't think he could have last year. I actually think he didn't sit his first year, but, um, and I was gone now. I don't think rockets draftable right now. So he was going to have to go the free agency route. And instead of doing that, He's doing what so many of these young athletes are doing now. He's staying in college and getting paid. You're going to go chase some NIL money elsewhere and don't think he's making this move without already having a pretty good idea of where he's going to get that next NIL money. Um, And he should. That's the name of the game now. College sports is pro. Pro sports is like almost unrelatable. 
and high school uh, sports is almost like college. It's gotten so professional, but um, man, that's the way it goes. Be careful what you wish for. And I know I was the old codger in the room for a long time. I was the back in the day when we didn't have the interwebs. I was that guy. But back in the day, players got the value of an education and the experience of being a college athlete and a rock star for four years. And people got to know them and they got to know you and there was more of a connection. And now, I don't know, it's just not the same. You don't bounce around on people and say, love you, appreciated the year or two, but I got to go. And then pretend that you have an all-time deep connection. It's, it's more than a one-night stand, but let's not turn every girlfriend you ever had into the love of your life. You know what I'm saying? All right. A little long out the gates. You're hearing some kinks here or there. I don't know what to tell you. It's like a flying trapeze artist. I can only do the best I can every day. And when you know what hits the fan, just keep going, man. Just keep going. Uh, where's Rocket Sanders going next? Who knows? Maybe somewhere in the SEC, maybe not. Uh, KJ Jefferson out the door, too. I think big picture for Razorback fans, this is good. You needed a changing of the guard in a lot of ways for this program to succeed moving forward. Okay, we are into it, and we're doing it, and it's great to have you on board. Josh Bertuccini here, and you there. We'll hit some headlines next. It's The Real NWAJB, and we are coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around, right where Main Drive and Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave, proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. 
When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Loud and clear. I've had several folks saying the bleep through a couple of times here. It's been kind of loud. Hopefully, my voice sounds loud as we have added a couple of devices here behind the scenes, which I think is making the uh, the guest quality a lot better. It might at times make the the short term live product a little dodgy. But that's okay. That's what it's about. I can take the. Uh, a little bit, Eric Hill, the Money Hill, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hall of Famer in JB Sports Radio Land. And really good to have him on board the show here on the X or the Twitter, whatever they call it, at Eric Hill. That's with a K. What's up, B Money? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Loud and clear. So we've had some wins today. We've had some losses, but we've had some wins. It's a mixed bag, kind of like the college football playoff. We're going to talk. Yeah. About, we're going to talk about a few things here. Let's start right there. Um, you and I have had this debate for years about the playoff and how they usually get it wrong. Let me, un, uh, you know, in a way you're not going to like it unfavorably in your eyes. Say, I think they got it right this year. Respond, please. So I thought they got it wrong, um, and they got it wrong starting with Texas at number three. So to me, once they put Texas up there, you kind of knew. Alabama's coming in because I thought they kind of put them together as a package deal. I thought that, you know, if you were one of the power five teams, really, no matter what, if you went undefeated and won your conference championship, you'd be in. But with it being four, I guess they went, they went with one more uh, mess up before they expanded 12. Well, they did something, and I don't think they necessarily got it, you know, right or wrong in terms of the way the system is set up. I don't think any of us know exactly how the system set up, Erica, this committee, what they're even really looking at, what they're prioritizing. I think there's no question being cynical and thinking about, you know, the um, the the cash money dollars in play. That's a big part of this. They're trying to give you matchups that I think are going to get some ratings, and you at least got to give me that back, E-Money. Michigan versus Alabama, Washington versus Texas. These are geographically fascinating matchups that we have. Fair or not fair, they're still good matchups, E-Money. Fair, absolutely. Um, I think you look at all the teams that are in, Alabama's peaking at the right team time. Um, we got Texas, who's coming with their quarterback, coming back from injuries, looking good. And then Michigan's looked good all year, but I think that offensive lineman getting injured uh, really could be actually a bigger injury than most people. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Who do you think wins it all? That's our question of the day today. Who do you think wins it all? I'm thinking Michigan wins it. Really? I think Michigan versus Alabama is going to be fascinating, but 
Alabama, the, the way they played against Georgia, they can beat anybody. But it was a week before that they played this awful against Auburn. So kind of depends on which Alabama team shows up. Petrino back, baby. Thought out of you on that. When I first heard the rumors swirling around, I didn't think it was real. And then once it happened, I was like, okay, Hunter Yurichek just played the Arkansas fan base in the best way possible. Bring back some Bobby Petrino nostalgia. Everyone goes crazy, kind of forgives you about the end of the year for football. I will say if the offense doesn't show up next year, some of that's going to wear off pretty quick. You, I mean, look, it, it, it was probably their only move. I agree with you. It, it was probably the only move to actually pull a switcheroo and get the fans back on your side. I think you nailed that part of it. I just think there's so much of a soul selling going on here, E-Money, that kind of like you said, once the once the proof is in the pudding, potentially, that he's not the Messiah of football, once the proof is in the pudding, that they're, what, five and seven or four and eight, you're going to have the same cluster on your hands all over again. Absolutely. I think you got to see how next year plays out and they gave him a two-year contract. Yeah, I think, wasn't it three? But, I mean, those things are worth the paper. three years ago. Right? Yeah. I don't know. But it's one of those things. You bring in Bobby Petrino and he doesn't perform, people will turn on him very quickly. Yes. No question about that part of it. Uh, Eric Hill with us, longtime executive producer of our previous iteration of the program and good friend of ours who's crushing it in the computer and IT world there in Kansas City, where, of course, his uh, Chiefs reside. We'll get there in a moment. But Petrino back, Pittman, ah, that was a gross season. And now Rocket Sanders out the door today. We've talked a lot about that. Uh, this guy went off a cliff this year. What happens? I don't know if it was a buildup of injuries or just the offensive line being, but he did look like a fraction of him for of his uh, former self. And it was just hard to watch. I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm going to probably go with the offensive line. Couldn't do much for What does that say about your boy Pittman, though, that the O-line was that bad? It says that he needs to figure out what he's doing very quickly. If he has to take over everything for the offensive line, so be it. But he has no excuse for being this good. All righty, money. Um, basketball. You, you, you struggle in the Bahamas, but you beat Duke without your best uh, offensive player in Traymond Mark. It's debatable. It's him or battle. But you beat Duke without one of your best players. So so what is this basketball team? Is it is it more the team that beat Purdue and Duke in the first month of the season or more the team that lost to Greensboro and almost lost to Old Dominion? I, I want to believe the – it's kind of a ceiling and floor, right? So the UNC Greensboro is the floor. They any night they could show up and play like that. You also have the ceiling of Duke and Purdue, and you say if they put it together and are hitting shots, playing defense well, they can beat anybody. I'm hoping that throughout the SEC season that they kind of show up and prove that they're more that Duke Purdue piece uh, team we saw. Time will tell, and we shall see. How about your Chiefs? Been kind of a rocky year so far. Yet they're eight and four, rocky by recent standards, right? What do you make of where they're at? 
the thing about the Chiefs right now is they still haven't figured out what's going on with their wide receivers, and it's way too late in the year to kind of fix that. So the best thing I think they can do is just give Rasheed Rice as much snaps as possible and then lean on Isaiah Pacheco. The dude runs mean, and for whatever reason, the second half, the Chiefs just don't want to run the ball as much. And the defense against Green Bay looked as awful as it has all year. I'm hoping that's kind of a blip on their radar, but right now the Chiefs are looking like a AFC contender, but I wouldn't consider them a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they still might be the best team in the AFC, if not Kansas City. Who right now? Baltimore? I mean, come on. That's kind of where I'd lean, but they have some mix-ups. Here's what I would say is maybe Miami. The Germany game being like a neutral site game against the Chiefs and the Chiefs needing a miracle defensive play to win that one. I could see Miami being the best team in the AFC. But the thing is that if the Chiefs figure it out, they can be the best team in the AFC very easily. What else you got, even before I let you bounce? Anything? Did the, did the Royals fold their team? Did I hear that right? That they no longer have Major League Baseball in Kansas City or what? They, the Royals have become comically awful again in the course of less than 10 years. And now in Kansas City, the real uh, debate is what are they doing with the stadium? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw they got the number six overall pick in the draft yesterday. And that was pretty deflating. <laughs> so I thought we'd be like a top three pick. It just tried to think, well, figure out what we're doing with the stadium and then actually invest in the team instead of telling the taxpayers you need to pay a billion dollars because we want to move the stadium. And yet your boys be my boys in the World Series and I'm never going to get over it. Yeah, I think it's understandable. I'll hold on to that one for the rest of my life. Oh, buddy. Eric E. Money Hill. When are we getting you down here for a game? Hopefully soon, man. I'm looking at mid-January. Okay. Is that because you revolve around lady schedule now, or is that because there's a game you really want to go to in particular? Eh, we'll say a little bit of buffs. Eric Hill, you got to go to work. This is uh, this is really nice of you to squeeze this in, E-Money. We'll talk soon, okay? We'll get it up on the podcast. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. Appreciate you, JB. All right. Good spot out of him. Always is great to catch up with him as we continue here on the show. And look, it's uh, it's been a fun morning. As you all point out, the, uh, the wrinkles and the warts, and, and appropriately so. You expect high-level stuff. And if it's not good enough, well, then gosh dang, it's just not good enough. We'll see if uh, our boy Jackson Collier is good enough when we come back from a quick three-minute timeout on The Real NWAJB. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! 
Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too intense party rentals whether you're planning a catered affair corporate event town festival wedding or a banger backyard party you've come to the right place rain or shine indoors or out intense party rentals arkansas's finest tent and party rental company call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on instagram at intense party rentals pig suey Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. All right, uh, making it happen one way or another as we barrel through it here on The Real NWAJB. Kind of morning, isn't it? On a Wednesday, getting it done. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said it would be fair. Nobody said it with uh, all the you-know-whats and giggles the whole way through but you know what unfazed unfazed about the big picture here and we're going to continue the conversation a number of different fronts today basketball getting ready for oklahoma as we discussed at length out the gates that's coming up in three days live from tulsa at the bok one of my favorite places to go to a concert basketball wise not bad been there to the last two atmosphere is is decent. See if Arkansas can go get itself the rubber match out of three. And then football, of course, a lot of talk about Rocket Sanders today, who had twice as many yards as, as my math told me. And there you go. I'm not good at math. Was missing the Florida game there. 200 rushing yards for Rocket this year. That was like one game for him last year. We wish you well. I like uh, Nate and some of the folks turning on Chuck and Don and Geez, sometimes there are mistakes, right? Like, it's okay. Um, we're not going to do a perfect high wire act every day. At least I haven't fallen from great heights yet. Like some some folks out there wanted. It's never going to happen. Not in this game. Jackson Collier, my man, JC, on the tweets, doing his thing up in the Great White North these days, but simultaneously still very much connected to Arkansas Razorback basketball land. JC, it's good to hear your voice this morning. How are you, buddy? JB, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? 
Man, I'm doing well, and we got a lot of stuff in the mix here. College football playoff first, uh, your new crew, number one in the country. Well, thought on that. What's the vibe like in Ann Arbor right now after the playoff matchups were announced? Vibes are really high up here for that. Um, you know, I, I will say, too, the college football playoff winning plays on Hollywood. <laughs> At least I thought it should. I tweeted it out um, thinking, you know, Florida State, they're not the best team. I'm sorry. Now, you can make the debate. 13 and 0 should get you in. I'm just going to get you in. Conference championship, all that sort of stuff. Well, Bama had a better resume. They just did. They had one loss, but they had better quality wins. And if you're going to let Alabama in, you have to let the team in to beat them head to head. I, don't, I mean, I don't disagree with that take. You know, and Florida State, yeah, they beat everybody on their schedule, but I mean, the way it's set up, it's it's a popularity contest, and your offense is bad. You're on a third string quarterback. I mean, let's be real about it. Well, you, on you top got, of that, though, too, yeah. like their best win was LSU. Right. Well, I mean, that and the fact and that LSU, they beat well, okay, well, it. Well, but you see, that argument I don't quite get so much that people keep making is their best win, their worst win. You can, you can only play the games that are on your schedule. You know what I mean? So I understand that, but you can also schedule. Them, huh? Yeah, but you don't know five, six, ten years in advance how good teams are going to be. I mean, I, you know, I understand that too. I mean, Arkansas I, tried to schedule what Notre Dame and Michigan, and they got out. Not Arkansas, but the other teams too. Yeah, Arkansas's non-con schedule has been pretty weak in recent years too. But look, I, I mean, I get the argument. Here's where we're at. It's over after this year. This debate is worthless, right? It's going to 12 teams. We won't get to have these debates in the future. I think clearly the future of the sports in jeopardy right now is we get these supersized monolithic conferences together. They got to come up with some kind of formula. I don't care whether you expand to 12 teams or 30 teams or 1,005 teams. You have to be transparent in some way up front so that fan bases aren't turned off or you are going to you know, further the demise of your sport. I'm sure you agree with that. A little more transparency wouldn't hurt anybody, JC. No, not at all. And, you know, this is this year is proving exactly why the four-team playoff was always bad. College football playoff is the worst postseason right now, regardless of sport, regardless of professional level. It just is. Yeah. Well, look, and I grew up in the day and age before the interwebs. We didn't even have cell phones. I grew up in the olden days and we didn't even have a guaranteed one, two matchup for the title. JC, how about that? You, you, I mean, you would have been up in arms. We just took whatever bowl matchups we got and we liked it. That's all we did. We had no choice. We had no choice. Um, Yeah. So there also you, have, you have a lot of programs just claiming national championships because they went undefeated, even though they didn't finish number one. Correct. 64. We'll debate it forever. Petrino back. Gross, but awesome at the same time. Agreed? I think it's a great hire football-wise. I think it was very smart for Sam Pittman to bring in somebody who, uh, you know, there was no momentum uh, for the Razorback football. Okay, so he was the only hire. I'll save you that minute. Give me the what I want to hear out of you. The gross part. Agreed or no? It's not gross to bring him back and change the rules. You know, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I, I know you're not going to take a stance, whatever. Like, yes, what he did was gross. Yes, more likely than not, anybody else in any other position trying to work back in a state institution, university, educational or not. Probably not get their job done. Would definitely not get so their job done. Five percent, ninety-nine percent. Yeah. So on that side, it's it's great because it's an exception that they made for one person for one reason. <laughs> yup.
And now he's going to go play elsewhere. I mean, does that hurt your feelings as, as a, as a hog guy or no, you're long past feelings in the sports thing now. I mean, I really try not to let anything affect me personally anymore. You know, like I try to be as objective as possible. People have gotten really angry with me over my basketball takes recently. We're trying to be objective. That's what it is. I love that. Um, I love but, that you do that, by the way, that you strive for that a little bit. I appreciate that. No, I, I don't get my feelings hurt, especially on somebody like Rocket Sanders. The only thing I bought like, is that he came in more than five and he's bolting. Well said. That's kind of where we started today. The revisions of DMAC in my head, too, with him. And now, no. Um, it was a lot like Nick Smith, too, wasn't it? Where, like, you were getting reports that his knee hurt, but then no doctor would ever say he had any condition. You know? So, it was weird. Um, yeah, that, that, that situation was something. <laughs> you're just going to stay away from that. Let's go to basketball. More fun. The Duke game. Uh, you should have been there, JC. You should have been. What a win. I know you were there in spirit. I'll ask you this question. Is this Razorback team more the team that beat two top 10 teams in the first month of the year? Or is it more the team that lost to Greensboro, almost lost to Old Dominion, and then played like, you know, not very well in the Bahamas? Which team is it more, do you think? That's a difficult question because, you know, ever since they beat Duke, Duke hadn't inspired until the conference. I mean, they lose to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. And then Georgia Tech turned around and lost by 20 to Georgia. It's true. I don't know how good Duke really is. I mean, Filipowski's good, but their guards are eh. Yeah. And so, I, you know, and you win that game at Bud Walton Arena, still a fantastic win. I'm trying to minimize the ball, but I, I don't think it necessarily says anything about the trajectory of the season. They came out, they struggled for most of the game against Fleming, finally pushed it, pushed Alito away at the end. And now they have a tough test against Oklahoma. So we'll see what happens against Oklahoma. That's going to come test. There you go. All right, Jackson. Um, basketball, getting ready for OU on Saturday. You don't know how good OU is. I know they're undefeated. Their best wins are over Iowa and USC. Not quite Duke and Purdue, but still decent. Did you watch them last night? I did not. Tell me about last night. There you go. Help me out. I can't say. They dominated Providence. That's a good win, too. That's a good win, too. I mean, give me that one. Come on. You got got info here for me. You got intel. Tell me about uh, Oklahoma. You watched them last night. Give me something. I mean, mean, it's just one of those things where they're just good basketball team. Porter Moser's finally getting it going. I think a lot of people expected him to. Um, just kind of took them a little bit. Maybe Providence, 72 to 51 last night. I'm looking at the score, right? 21 points, moved 8-0, and, you know, they don't shoot necessarily like a ton of threes. They didn't last night, but they moved the ball really well. Um, played really good defense, though. I mean, insane, insane defense. 12 steals. They held uh, Providence to 21% from the perimeter. Forced 15 turnovers. Arkansas is going to have trouble because they have trouble uh, taking care of the ball. Jackson Collier, baller. How much snow y'all gotten? A lot or no? Uh, I guess it was uh, two weeks ago. We got around five inches and it's snowing this morning. I mean, it sounds like nobody's really getting snow this year. So at least you got some. I mean, it's fun, right? Tell me. I mean, tell me it's not a little bit fun. Oh, it's very fun. It's it's really fun. More fun because they have the roads and treated and cleared here, so you can actually go out. They they actually invest in like some salt and sand and stuff. That's cool. 
Oh yeah, it's salt, and then they they treat that, and they have a bunch of snowplows. Like I think the Greater Little Rock Metro has like five for the entire three hundred thousand people. Wow. All right. Uh, what do I want out of you before I let you go? It's Christmas season. We said last week we would touch on Christmas songs. What's your favorite Christmas song of all time? Oh, that's a loaded question. I love so many of them. I'll just say my favorite Christmas artist of all time is Girl Lives. Wow. Uh, I love Little Bitty Tear by Burl Ives, by the way. That's my favorite Burl Ives song. You know that one? I actually watched the uh, original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that's narrated and sang Burl Ives recently. The guy was a cross-media cultural phenomenon. I mean, he is Father Christmas. (laughs) Jackson freaking Burl Ives out on the show. Every time I think you're like, you know, a post-millennial... You, you come across like a 90-year-old man. It's a very interesting character you portray. You portray <laughs> I'll also uh, I'll add something else. My favorite Christmas movie is the Albert Finney version of A Christmas Carol. Okay. Being specific, and mine is the Bill Murray version. So there you go. No response to that? Come on, Jackson. You got to give me a little give and take here. Scrooge, you don't like Scrooge? I mean, I've never seen Scrooge. Oh, Jackson, I don't know if you get to come on the show anymore now. It might be. Yeah, I'm sorry. We had a good run. We had a good. (laughs) You are going to watch Scrooge and I am going to watch the Albert Finney version of Christmas Carol. Okay. We're both going to do that. All right. It's a musical. As long as you like musicals. Last week, I tried to tell you that Happy Christmas War is Over was my favorite Christmas song by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. And you responded very astutely with no. Yes, that's true. You said back to me. You said no. Which was funny because it's true. I don't think that is my favorite Christmas song. I don't know how you knew that, but you knew that. So let me try again. How about um, Bing Crosby, Dreaming of a White Christmas, man. Back to the snow. I'm sorry. I'm from the Great White North myself. Bing Crosby, Great White Christmas. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. There you go. I like some of the fun songs, too. Like the uh, All All I Want for Christmas are Two Front Teeth or I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah. I like the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler a lot. That's a great Christmas song, too. Oh, 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 that's a good one. Have you ever seen Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights? I don't think I have. Oh. I think no. There's a lot of basketball in it. You got to see it. I do want to see it. I do want to see it. He's a baller. His Instagram feed is like always him at the park, like jumping in pickup games. He looks very old man when he's in these videos. But it's cool that he goes and does that, you know? It's cool. It's cool. His deal was never, you know, looking pretty. We'll say that, right, JC? That was never his deal. He, he, he'll walk down the streets of L.A. in, like, oversized sweatshirts and athletic shorts. <laughs> With his gut hanging out. You know, that's kind of awesome. He does he's have, just ready to hit the court. He does have a decent jumper. I will give him that. Uh, talking Adam Sandler Hoops game with Jackson Collier. Ripping it up. We'll talk next week, JC. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. All right. Yep, that was fun. Guy knows his stuff on a lot of different fronts. My goodness. Y'all are awesome today. Back and forth and all around. One of those mornings when you got Philip coming at you on the Facebook and Don and Chuck falling with each other in the chat room. It's great. Chuck always in the middle of all the fights on the show. I love it. You know he gets a kick out of it. How about this one? Out of Keith on the X. Do we call it the X now? At the real NWHKJB. Michigan shouldn't even be in the Final Four. They cheated. They did. They did. Sometimes cheaters win. And nobody said life was fair no matter what Ron DeSantis tells you today, okay? Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back and wrap it up after this.